Welcome to another exciting episode of the Alternative Investment Podcast. Listen in as host Andy Hagens interviews asset managers, family offices, and industry thought leaders as they discuss the most effective strategies to grow generational wealth. From commodities to real estate, venture capital, private equity, and more, we cover it all here on the Alternative Investment Podcast. Welcome to the Alternative Investment Podcast. I'm Jimmy Atkinson, joined today by co-founder of AltDB, Andy Hagens. And we're coming to you live on site at the IMN Family Office Real Estate Forum in beautiful, sunny Miami, Florida this afternoon. Andy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I love Miami. It's a great town. It absolutely is. And Andy, tell us a little bit about the IMN conference we're at today and why we're here. Yeah, you know, IMN puts on a great family office conference. Uh, they put on, I believe, two a year. And so this is the East East Forum. And this conference really gathers families, so both principals as well as executives in family offices on the one hand. And on the other hand, you have uh, service providers and you also have fund issuers and sponsors and a lot of asset managers and, you know, a family office forum, it's a little bit of a smaller conference. It's not some giant mega conference. It's a little bit more intimate. You know, there's a little bit more privacy, uh, really allows those good conversations to take place. Um, I think families are very communicative, uh, cooperative. So it's just great to gather and, and catch up with people. And, you know, Jimmy, one thing I, I do want to say, obviously, there's been a ton of turmoil in the markets in the past couple of weeks. It's been a frankly, a bloodbath this year in the bond markets and the equity markets. I am not seeing any pessimism at all. I think families are seeing a lot of opportunities to you know, preserve wealth, to grow wealth. And frankly, in a lot of ways, it's a better investing environment, maybe not in terms of getting debt and financing with debt, but in terms of I think there's a lot of expectation that assets are starting to get repriced and that there's going to be a lot of opportunities in the year ahead. Yeah, out of crisis can oftentimes emerge opportunities for sure. Well, Andy, what do you think? Should we head back upstairs and come back down here for part two a little bit later today or what? Yeah, the next session is uh, direct investing. So I want to go check out that session and then let's come back and record some more content. Sounds great. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. I'm Jimmy at AltsDB. We're still live at the IMN conference today. And Andy, we've been upstairs uh, in the sessions for a few hours now. We've, we've talked to quite a few people. You've been talking to a lot of families and sitting in on some of these family office sessions what's the take? What, what, what are you hearing uh, what families are doing with their with their dollars these days in the market the way that it is? Yeah, you know, as you say, I've sat in several sessions. I've also talked with several family offices. And, you know, every family office is obviously different. Every office has its own, you know, unique investment philosophy, the way they do things. But I am hearing some themes over and over. Uh, number one, even though the markets are obviously in turmoil right now, the country's in a recession, no one is panicking. And I think families are focused on where's the opportunity, right? When you're managing capital in a family office, you know, you're thinking about preserving capital, but also you have that long-term time horizon and you have the flexibility that a lot of institutional investors, quite frankly, don't have. So the first theme that I've really been hearing a lot about is global opportunities because we have, you know, the strong dollar. And then there's this kind of uncertainty in the U.S. real estate market 
the sense that I'm getting, and, and frankly, I do personally agree with it, is that due to the macro environment, due to interest rates, inflation, uh, everything where it is right now, we're still all sort of waiting for assets to get repriced. And that isn't necessarily happening. So with the dollar being so strong, I think a lot of families are looking overseas, especially in Europe, and they're looking at this as an opportunity to get involved with projects at attractive financial terms with financing uh, and also potentially more attractive valuations because obviously there's some fear in the U.S. markets, but I think there's a lot more fear right now in the European markets. And of course, that fear creates opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Interest rates way up here in the U.S. Uh, over the last few months. It seems like the, uh, the Fed keeps raising rates by 75 basis points every time they meet. Uh, what's happening in Europe, though? Why, is the dollar still very strong there? We're seeing European currencies come down in value relative to the dollar. T tell us more about that and what, what you think those opportunities might be for some wealthy families. Well, I mean, especially in the UK, the US dollar against the British pound right now, right? we see in the UK, they are, are flirting, I suppose, with the pension crisis. And that's causing a lot of uncertainty with that currency. So I think a lot of families are just being flexible right now, right? They they have essentially some families at least maybe not all but several that i've talked to here today they have cash ready they have dry powder ready but the interesting thing is uh they're not all ready to deploy it like tomorrow i think the sense i'm getting is like q1 q2 even q3 of next year is when they're thinking that's going to be the time to deploy when perhaps asset prices are going to fall a little bit further so I mean, I, I think that's a lesson, obviously, for a family office with that different time horizon, uh, different amounts of investable, investable capital. It's going to be a little bit different for a family office versus uh, an everyday high net worth accredited investor. Uh, but I think a lot of investors right now are hoarding cash, uh, you know, and, and I'm never one to counsel investors or advisors or wealth managers to try and time the market. But I have to say it does feel like it's a good time to to have cash, whether it's upcoming in Q4 or into next year. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities, especially when you compare valuations to where they were a year ago. Uh, I, I think we're entering at the very uh, beginning end of a buyer's market where you know things could really shift overnight, um, especially if we see those further interest rate increases that you alluded to. Yeah, especially as we wind down Q4 here in 2022 and head into Q1 of 2023, potentially we'll see that repricing. Of course, there's risk to holding cash, Andy, right? Because if you've held cash for the last year, your cash is worth 8% less, 9% less than it was a year ago, depending on who you ask. Uh, but you think it's still maybe a wise idea to, to hold a little bit of dry powder for that, uh, for that repricing? You know, it's that's so interesting that you say that, Jimmy, because... Everything I just said in our recording just now, take with a huge grain of salt because I think it depends so much on locality and sector. So I think in some localities, in some sectors, everyone is expecting very significant repricing. And frankly, we're seeing it already. We're already seeing the repricing in certain sectors, certain MSAs that got way overheated. And then there are other MSAs, other sectors where um, the market, the asset prices are surprisingly resilient. So in real estate, it's all local, right? Yeah, it's absolutely local. And you're absolutely right. I mean, certain markets 
prices have gone up, certain markets prices have come down, and yeah. we have shortages in some markets. We have shortages throughout the country in terms of housing. I'm, I'm thinking of now multifamily housing in particular, right? But certain markets are affected worse than others. Yeah, and depending on the asset, uh, the interest rate increases and the financing component of that is going to affect the asset price. The asset price will be much more sensitive than in other sectors and in other markets. So again, what the trend that I'm seeing is no one here at this conference seems depressed. No one is panicking. No one seems scared. Everyone is, is it's like we all have this expectation of what's going to be the biggest opportunity because it really feels like there's going to be a lot of tremendous opportunities in 2023. It's absolutely an incredible time that we're in right now, I think. I think we're on the precipice of, of something big. We'll find out as we turn the calendar page uh, of, over the next few months. But that's all we have for right now. We need to head back upstairs pretty soon and do some more sessions up here at the IMN conference in Miami. And as always, please subscribe to us on YouTube or your favorite podcast listening platform to always get the latest episodes. And of course, I'd like to also take this opportunity to thank IMN for partnering with us and us partnering with them as an official media partner at today's event. So thank you very much, IMN. That's it for our show today. A huge thank you to you, our listener. If you like this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. The Alternative Investment Podcast is produced by the Alternative Investment Database online at altsdb.com. You can learn how to subscribe to this podcast and access the show notes by visiting altsdb.com slash podcast. And we'll be back soon with another episode.